Good evening and welcome to Sunday Night Local. Here we are again in the office at the Payne household and uh, it's great to be with you this evening. Um, I'm trying out some new equipment tonight. I've got some lights and I've got um, a new phone holder which means that my phone can turn around and um, so I'm using the rear camera now which is better and also um, a new microphone. And that's what I'm not. I'm sure I'm not sure about how um, the microphone is is working. So at any moment now, Carla is going to come in and tell me if the sound is okay, um, or if um, I need to just go to the camera microphone. So whilst um, whilst I wait for Carla to do that, um, we'll just uh, give people a few minutes to come on in and uh, get their cup of tea and get ready for Sunday night local this evening. And this evening we are talking on the second aspect of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is joy. So I'm looking forward to speaking about joy tonight. Last week, Hannah shared on the subject of love and did a fantastic job. Tonight, we've got joy and uh, we're going to work our way through each aspect of the fruit of the Holy Spirit as we do Sunday Night Local over the next few weeks. So um, wasn't Pastor Andy's message excellent this morning, hey? Um, from his home because he is quarantining, if that's a word, for two weeks, for 14 days um, since going to Zambia. Here's Carla now. Is it all right? Is it? Hmm? There's a big what? A fly? Oh, hang on. Excitement. I'm going to close the door. It's all right, is it? Um, we good. Oh, there's a big fly out there, apparently don't want that to get me. So what was I saying? Oh yeah, Pastor Andy's message this morning on being a missional church was fantastic. So thank you, Pastor Andy, um, for the encouragement, the motivation to uh, not just see ourselves as congregations of Christians, um, but actually to, to lift our eyes up and see that there's communities that God has placed us in, that he wants us to care for, that he wants us to, to reach, um, and um, different sectors uh, that, that we are given responsibility for um, to bring God's kingdom to so really excited about what that is going to produce in us as a as a church um, sounds like Pastor Andy had a fantastic time in Zambia um, with the lions if anyone has not seen the pictures on his Facebook account then make sure you have a look at Pastor Andy's Facebook account because there are pictures and videos of him walking with lions yes real life lions um, little bit jealous to be honest um i would absolutely love that experience and one day i'm sure i will get that experience um and uh, but he was over there with overland missions um speaking to a whole load of um their mission um pastors and leaders and people that are uh, working with overland missions preaching the gospel um all around the continent of africa and um yeah, by the sounds of it, he had a fantastic time. Now has to quarantine, now he's back for a couple of weeks. Hence, uh, Sunday morning broadcast this morning being from his home. But also, good job, Sean and Paula. You guys were fantastic, as always, um, at hosting the service this morning. Um, before I start this evening, um, I want to let you know that the plan is that on the 25th of October, we're going to continue to do Sunday night local as a live broadcast at 8 o'clock every Sunday night. Um, but we're going to do it from the 25th of October from the Empower Centre. And we're going to allow people to come and attend in person 
and my idea is that at 7.30 we'll start with a time of worship and then have a time of prayer and then we'll go into the broadcast at 8 o'clock and that's when we'll go live um, on YouTube. Um, so between half seven and eight o'clock will be a time when people can just come and gather. Um, we won't be able to sing. The congregation can't sing, but we'll have led worship um, and we'll be able to sing in our hearts. And we'll be able to just focus our minds on Jesus and be together um, as a congregation um, in so doing as well. So really looking forward to the opportunity to do that. If you want to attend that, we're going to make that available on planning centre registrations uh, via the app or via the website really, really soon. And you can get signed up and you have to register for each Sunday that you want to attend. There's social distancing in place, face masks have to be worn. Um, and there's a number of other guidelines that we have to follow. Um, but I'm really excited that we do get this opportunity to uh, together. So let's plough into uh, this next, next aspect of the fruit of the Holy Spirit joy. Let's pray. Father, thank you this evening that your presence is with us, Lord, that uh, wherever we are gathered, um, even if that is um, uh, as twos or threes or even alone, where we are gathered around your word, where we're with you, Lord, we thank you. We can expect your presence. Lord, we thank you that tonight, um, as I teach on the fruit of the Spirit, uh, Lord, that you would really give me the words to share and, Lord, that we would all grow in our experience of, of what you want to do within us in terms of producing that fruit, that joy would be our portion, not just our, our theory, not just something that we know that you've given us inside, but, Lord, it would be manifest in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So. Um, we've been speaking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit and um, we're talking about uh, fruit that will naturally be produced in our lives when we walk in the Spirit. And that is a phrase that is used there in Galatians 5. It says, walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the first thing to understand about walking in the Spirit is that we're spiritually alive to God, that his divine nature has been placed within us as his children when we made the decision to receive jesus as our savior our transformation work took place inside of us we became children of god and uh, we're carriers of the very nature of god within our spirit man so the next thing that we need to understand about walking in the spirit is not just who we are internally what what god's done this miracle recreation of new creation that God's done inside of us but secondly we need to understand that it's a daily choice therefore to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh <clears throat> so to lay aside the flesh in order to, order to do so to allow the flow of the Holy Spirit to, to be through our lives um, and to live from our spirit man and it's just like an orange tree isn't it um, oranges are naturally produced because the orange life that flows up the trunk of the tree and into the branches um, produces that orange fruit. It's natural that they are produced from an orange tree because of the orange life that flows through the trunk and the branches. Jesus is the vine and we're the branches and we can expect the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the character of Jesus to be produced in our lives because of the life of God's spirit within us. Um, and just like 
the fruit of the Holy Spirit, an orange has a number of different segments, doesn't it? And uh, it's one fruit, but with lots of different segments. And that's the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Nine segments, but one fruit. And these segments are basically, basically a description of the character of Jesus. They're different attributes of his character. <clears throat> so when we walk in that love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control, when we walk in those attributes of Jesus' character, we're displaying the character of Jesus through our lives. And that is Christian maturity. Um, you know how mature someone is by looking at the fruit that they're producing in their lives. So each week we're going to look at a different aspect of Jesus' character or the fruit, um, what it is, um, how it's displayed, how it was displayed in Jesus' life, how it can be displayed through our lives. And again, just want to say great job, Hannah, last week. You did a really, really good job. Hannah spoke about what love is. She used Ruth um, as an example of how love is displayed, as well as referring to Jesus and her own experiences. And just really did a fantastic job of, of um, describing how love should be produced in our lives as part of the fruit of the Spirit. So this week we're talking about joy. Now, first of all, joy isn't happiness. Um, and that might just throw you from the beginning. But let me explain. Happiness is an emotion based on happenings. So if there's some good happenings, um, then those good happenings can produce happiness inside of us. And joy is, is much deeper than happiness. And joy is always within the life of a Christian, even though we may not always experience or feel it. And that's really important to understand that joy was placed within us, within our spirit at new birth just like agape love was that Hannah spoke about last week, just as God's peace was placed within us and all those attributes of, of the character of Christ that was formed in us at new birth. And now um, we live our lives in such a way that, that we don't just carry these attributes within us, but these are revealed through our lives as well. Um, so joy is part of our DNA as children of God. It's part of our new nature, part of the, the character of Christ that is formed within us and that now God wants to reveal through our lives. Um, although joy is present, always present within our spirit, it doesn't mean that joy is automatically displayed in our lives every day. And the joy that, that God has placed within us um, is displayed when we make the daily choice to lay aside the flesh and walk in the spirit, to allow the flow of the Holy Spirit to be through our lives and to live from our spirit man but that's not always easy walking in joy isn't always easy it's not always easy laying aside the flesh because there can be a lot going on in the flesh um, in this world that we live in when we go through physical pain or emotional pain um, our joy can be really challenged can't it um, the circumstances that we find ourselves in can be a real challenge on our joy sometimes the world that we live in can constantly challenge our joy and, and come against it. The devil wants to steal and kill and destroy our joy. But there's a treasure within us, within these fragile lives that live in this fragile world. There's a treasure within us that cannot be destroyed and that is always pushing back against the pressure that the flesh and the world and the devil put on us and that treasure is the spirit of God it's the life of God 
which contains that love and joy and peace and patience and so on. So let's read from 2 Corinthians 4, verses 7 to 9, first of all. It's just from the New Living Translation. Apart from this one, it's all New King James all the way tonight. So verse uh, 7, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. Let me read that again. I just love that. We now have this light shining in our hearts. This, let's just recall it joy for a minute, because joy is an attribute of the spirit of God at work in our lives. We now have this great big shining joy in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. We're hard pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not driven to despair. We're hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. So no matter what's pressing against us, the life of God's spirit is always pushing back. Just imagine it. So much, isn't there, sometimes that, that seems to just press against our lives. But the life of God's spirit within us and that joy as one of those um, attributes that's within us is pushing back. Praise God. So when life is tough, when sorrow comes, when the flesh is weak, when the world bombards us, when the devil um, attempts to steal and kill and destroy, the joy of God is there to be released. The joy of God is there to be released. Like any aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, in order to release or to manifest the joy of God in our lives, we have to resist the flesh, we have to resist the world, the devil, and we have to submit to the flow of God's Spirit through our lives. Live from the Spirit, man. Live from the inside out. When the joy of God rises up from within us, it pushes back that oppression and that sorrow, and it brings great strength and refreshing to our lives. This is one thing about the joy of God. The joy of the Lord brings strength to our lives. And Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And now this comes at the end of the book of Nehemiah, where Ezra reads the scriptures. For the first time in many, many years, the scriptures are read to God's people as they gather for the first time in a very long time in Jerusalem where the, the walls have been rebuilt, the temple has been rebuilt, and the people gather, and then the scriptures are read by Ezra, and the people start to cry, and they're like, oh, we've, we've messed up, we've gone away from God. But Ezra says, no, no, stop it. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now go and celebrate, go and rejoice, go and praise God. And, um, and, and, as, they, and as they did that, then joy filled their hearts, and they became a strong people once again. Isn't that awesome? And as believers, joy has been placed within us. And in times where uh, we face terrible situations, where we face things of sorrow, um, sometimes what we have to do is we have to say, no, I'm going to celebrate the good things of God. I'm going to give God praise because he deserves praise at all times, doesn't he? And by faith, we celebrate God's goodness. By faith, we give him praise and um and we then see the release of joy in our lives as God's people did there in Nehemiah chapter 8. And that causes us 
to become strong once again. So the joy of the Lord is our strength. Now we believe that Jesus came to bring what sort of life? Abundance of life, life in abundance, and that Jesus has defeated the work of the devil to steal and to kill and destroy. John 10 verse 10. I'm sure you know that one. So even in the middle of storms, even when we find ourselves in um, painful circumstances and go through various trials, we choose to focus on the goodness of God and we choose to bring God praise. And then it won't be long until the joy of the Lord starts to rise up inside of us and bring strength to our lives. Habakkuk understood this. Habakkuk. Habakkuk a coffee. <laughs> Carlo was waiting for that one. One sec. Mm. And um, Habakkuk understood this. And in Habakkuk 3, verses 17 to 19, uh, this is what Habakkuk says. And he was in a terrible situation, but he made an amazing choice in the midst of a terrible situation. So in verse 17, he said, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labour of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock be cut off from the field, uh, from the fold, and there be no herds in the stalls. They're not looking good, is it? But he says in verse 18, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. I love that. It's one of my favourite scriptures because it just is a declaration of even though all this bad stuff is happening, it looks absolutely hopeless. I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to turn my attention to God, the goodness of God. I'm going to celebrate the goodness of God in my life and I'm going to give God praise. And as a result of that, um, Habakkuk understood that God would be his strength. And that's what we were just saying, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Um, when we make a choice to rejoice in, the, in God, when we make a choice to give God praise and celebrate his goodness, then it won't be long until joy starts to come and push back as we were saying just now that treasure that is in this earthen vessel it will rise up and it will push back all the oppression all the sorrow all the storms all the stuff that's coming against us all the stuff that comes to steal and kill and destroy if we can just rejoice in god if we can just celebrate his goodness and give him praise then it will push back all of that stuff that comes against us um we'll come back to that scripture in habakkuk in just a second but Here's um, the definition of joy from Rick Warren. Um, this is what he wrote, is, is his understanding of what joy is. He said, joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. It's the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And the determined choice, I love that, the determined choice to praise God in every situation. That's so cool, isn't it? So that's Rick Warren's definition of joy. So Habakkuk says, all this stuff that's going on in my life, basically I've lost everything. There's, there's nothing of hope here. 
But he says, yes, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. And then he says, the Lord God is my strength. You see, as he rejoices in God, as he praises God, joy rises up and he becomes strong again. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. Deer's feet on the side of a mountain are strong and stable and they can withstand any storm that comes their way. He will make me walk on my high hills. So anyone that's thinking I need to go and get some high heels, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about high heels, we're talking about high hills, right? Um, in other words, we we rise up, we 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 go further, we go higher, we we take um a stand and we and we find a place of, of victory and strength in our lives. So, like Habakkuk, when we make the choice to rejoice. The Holy Spirit will deploy the joy. I made that up myself earlier today. When we make the choice to rejoice, when we make the choice to rejoice, the Holy Spirit will deploy the joy. Okay, it says in Philippians 4 verse 4, rejoice in the Lord sometimes. No, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice okay so again the apostle paul is encouraging the philippian church rejoice take this stand make a decision that we're going to be a people that rejoice we're going to be a people that give god praise rejoice in the lord always again i say rejoice so when we make the choice to rejoice the holy spirit will deploy the joy there are so many passages in the bible that speak about joy replacing sorrow um the bible doesn't say that we won't experience sorrow or pain doesn't promise that at all as we know um but it does say that joy will come uh, another one of my favorites psalm 30 verse 5 weeping may endure for a night uh, a night a night but joy comes in the morning weeping may endure endure for a night but joy comes in the morning you know what i know about night time that it always passes night time always passes joy always comes this winter season that you're in it will pass and spring is about to come amen psalm 126 verses 5 and 6 says this those who sow in tears shall reap in joy he who continually goes forth weeping Bearing seed for sowing shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. So, um, you know, you might be in a time right now of weeping and, and bearing seed for sowing, but the result will be that you will come again with rejoicing and, uh, and you'll bring your harvest with you. So now let's talk about Jesus. Good to talk about Jesus. I believe that Jesus experienced and expressed every emotion that we do. Um, he went through times of sorrow and weeping, as well as times of joy and laughter. Um, it's clear that Jesus was carried, or rather, sorry, it's clear that Jesus carried a joy within his spirit that he shared with others, and he loved sharing it with others. Everywhere Jesus went, he brought joy to people. So, don't tell me that Jesus was miserable because he wasn't. Um, I think he was very serious sometimes. 
Um, but I also think he he um, was filled with joy and genuine joy, caring joy, kind joy, not not laughter at the expense of someone else, but true joy that overflowed from his spirit man. Um, so Jesus, everywhere he went, he brought joy to people. Um, he healed people and they went and rejoiced. He delivered people and their lives were made whole again and they were filled with joy. And um, people experienced great joy whenever they encountered Jesus. Um, he was like a tree that was full of lush, ripe, colourful, tasty, yummy fruit, attractive fruit. People just couldn't stay away from Jesus. They'd come to him and they'd taste of that fruit and they would taste the goodness of God. Psalm 34 verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. And people would just constantly bombard Jesus because he had so much fruit and he, he was the full manifest, manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit. Um, he was the full manifestation of, of that true love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Jesus carried it all fully. And people couldn't get enough of it. He was like an orange with many segments. I don't think Jesus has ever been described in this way before. Jesus was like an orange with many segments. When people encountered Jesus, they experienced the richest and the truest manifestation of that fruit of the Spirit. Wonderful. Um, so according to Isaiah 61, Jesus came to replace mourning. This is why Jesus came. He came to replace mourning and heaviness for joy and praise that's why jesus came uh, so so let's read isaiah 61 verses 1 to 3 it says the spirit of the lord is upon me the spirit of the lord god is upon me because the lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor now do you remember of course in luke chapter 4 jesus repeated these words he opened the scroll and he repeated these words um in the synagogue that day and uh, people knew that he was saying that he was the manifestation and the fulfillment of this passage of scripture so this is what Jesus said okay I'm just going to start again the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who abound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So, Jesus came to bring wholeness to humanity, to redeem human life. And um, and it says in that scripture that he came to bring the oil of joy for mourning. There is an oil within you when you turn to Christ and you're born again. This joy is placed within your spirit, man. And there is an oil of joy that is waiting to bubble up, that is ready to bubble up. It's like a pressure cooker. Um, just take the lid off. How do you take the lid off? you rejoice in the Lord. You you make a um, determined decision or determined choice to give God praise 
in the midst of whatever circumstances you face. And that oil will spill up over our lives, spill all over us, and it will spill onto others as well, just as Jesus spilt the joy of the Lord onto other people as well. In this passage, those who receive, this passage we just read, those who receive the good news are trees of righteousness. So now Jesus isn't the only tree here. We're a tree as well. I mean, we're branches on the vine, of course, but we're also described as trees. Um, and the fruit that we bear as trees of righteousness, as trees of God, um, the fruit that we bear is the manifestation of the work of the Holy Spirit within us. When people look at our lives, they should see the fruit of the Spirit growing on our lives. And remember, when someone displays the fruit of the Spirit, the more fruit there is, the more mature in Christ they are, the more mature in God they are. So we're described as trees here. I'm nearly finished now. Um, but I just want to look at this, this aspect of, of being a tree. So as a tree, Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, says this about us. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. I love that description of who I am and who I will be when I follow what that scripture says. And that scripture simply says that my delight is to be in the law of the Lord, the principles of God. It's to delight in his ways um, and to meditate on his ways, on his word, right? That's um, that's who we're called to be. And as we do that, as we walk closely with Jesus, as we couple ourselves up to him and, and walk closely with him, led by him, then um, we will be like that tree that is planted by the rivers of water. will bring forth fruit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Um, our leaf will not wither. In other words, we'll be a very healthy tree of righteousness. And whatever we do shall prosper. Good words, hey? This is what becoming a Christian um, produces in your life. It says, whatever you do will prosper. Remember, a Christian isn't just someone by name, not just a believer. A Christian is someone that walks with Jesus. So the fruit of the Spirit reveals the work of God within our lives, right? And so that's a wonderful reason for producing fruit. It reveals what God's doing within our lives. But there's another reason for it as well. It is the greatest tool of evangelism that we have. I believe that when we are displaying the fruit of God, the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, we become very attractive trees. And people in this world want what we've got. Um, there's a book it's called The Happiest People on Earth. And it was written by, um, I can't remember who, but they founded the uh, Full Gospel Businessmen's Ministry many, many years ago. And, and the principle is simply that if God has done something within us um, that is worth celebrating, then we should um, display that happiness through our lives. So let's take joy, for example. When our lives display the joy of God, this is very attractive to the world because the world lacks true joy. And so a Christian 
that clearly has this fruit of joy, not just within them, deep within them, but manifest through their lives, um, that will be a very attractive, a very attractive thing to the world. Um, and people will want to come and they want a taste of that fruit of joy that flows from our lives. And when they taste of that fruit, they'll taste of the goodness of God. Same principle that Jesus operated by. And so Jesus went around just bringing the kingdom wherever he went, bringing the love of God, bringing the kindness of God and the gentleness of God. And everywhere Jesus went, people turned to him. They turned to God. They 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 stepped out of the kingdom of this world and they stepped into the kingdom of God because they tasted and saw the goodness of God. And that's what joy will do. Um, I think joy is one of the, the greatest um, aspects of the fruit of the spirit in terms of the effect it can have on people because people in this world lack true joy. There's nothing in this world that can give us true joy because only God can give us true joy. Um, just like God's love, there's nothing in this world that compares only God's love. Um, and so when we carry these and manifest these things through our lives, people will want what we've got. Um, now, in Ezekiel chapter 47, it's the passage where it speaks about that river that flows from the temple. Now, the temple is many things. It is uh, God's abode. Um, it's the place where God dwells. And it's and that river is the spirit of God that flows out from the Lord himself, from heaven, perhaps. And everywhere the spirit of God goes, it, it brings life. Perhaps the temple is the church. It, it's God's people on earth. And God wants to flow by his spirit from his church into this world. It says about the river in Ezekiel 47 that wherever it goes, it brings life. And even when it comes to the sea, all the waters are healed. And of course, the sea is where the fish are. And Jesus um, said that he would make us fishers of men. And so from our lives and from the church, both corporately and individually, God wants to be flowing from our lives and bringing life to people in this world. <clears throat> and it also says in Ezekiel 47, it describes trees alongside the river. Of course, believers, we've just said, are like trees as well. So in verse 12 of Ezekiel 47, it says, Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither. We're hearing that again. And their fruit will not fail. Ah, sounds familiar. They will bear fruit every month, so regularly, lots of fruit, because their water flows from the sanctuary what they're feeding on is the spirit of god their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine and so people all around these trees that will see these wonderful trees with these luscious leaves um and you go and take of the leaf and it brings healing and you go and pick of the fruit and consume the fruit and it brings true nourishment and fulfillment god wants to bring his goodness to people around us in this world just as jesus did god wants us to be um us as believers to bring spiritual nourishment and healing to the world around us the fruit and the leaves so last bit of encouragement tonight is is this let's make sure that we're not hiding the fruit of joy let's make sure that our light isn't 
under a lampshade. But actually, a heart that's filled with joy um, should be displayed through a smile, through positive words, through kind deeds. And I'm not saying fake it. I'm not saying uh, work it up. What I'm saying is get your praise on, celebrate the goodness of God, rejoice in the Lord, and that will make way for the joy of God, which is within you, to rise up. It will push away all that oppression and sorrow and depression that the world tries to bring. It will push it away. Keep going with your rejoicing. Keep going with your praising because it will have an effect. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I'm not saying that we should have a smile on our faces at all times. That would just be fake. But I am saying um, that miserable and grumpy and moany and negative people don't usually attract people to their lives. Um, when you see that on people, you don't really want to take of that and eat it. But when you see uh, the joy of God manifest in a person's life, um, you want to go and take and, and share in that. We've got so much to be thankful for uh, to God for today, haven't we? Um, so let's determine that we're going to be people that rejoice in the Lord. It says, lastly, in Psalm 35, verse 9, it says, And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. My soul, let's speak to the soul tonight. My soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. And as we do, that joy will rise up. So as we make a choice to rejoice, the Holy Spirit will deploy the joy. And that's my prayer for every one of us tonight, that we would have the guts, that we would have the determination to choose to give God praise and rejoice in him. And as we do, I believe God's joy is going to well up and rise up in our lives like we've never seen before. In Jesus' name. Thank you for uh, listening tonight. Let me just pray as we finish this evening. Father, thank you for the opportunity to share your word. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share the word of God. I pray, Father, that every person who has heard and will hear the word will be encouraged and uh, will determine, Lord, that they will uh, rejoice in you, that they will give you praise. And Father, as we do, I thank you, Lord, for the truth that your joy has been planted within our spirit man and, Lord, that you want that to grow and flow out of our lives and I pray Father also that people around us would see the difference that they would see the difference that you have made within our lives I pray all of this in the name of Jesus amen wonderful I hope you have a wonderful week um, and look forward to seeing all of you whenever that's possible but God bless you don't forget if you've got anything that you want prayer for um, please do just ping us an email portsmouth at family.church and we'll be praying for you. And if there's any needs that you have at the moment, please again, get in touch, let us know, because um, we love you and we really want to be, uh, be there for you and help to meet those needs wherever we can. Right, bye-bye, God bless you, see ya.